<laughs> Here we go, all right. Wow, a lot going on. Um, I wanna, I'm gonna pray in a second, but uh, another prayer. Um, but I wanna talk about the mechanics of the miraculous. I wanna really break it down, but it's all connected to wisdom. Don't think that uh, uh, wisdom is just about hyper-intellectualism, just, you know, cognitive development, uh, you know, just a set of principles and rules. It's actually not. Uh, the spirit of wisdom, wisdom is a spirit. It's very, very interesting, the sevenfold spirit before his throne. And um, yeah, there's a lot going on in the spirit today. Really, really good. So Holy Spirit, thank you. I just thank you for um, a whole realm to break out in today's service. We just... Thank you, Lord. We just present ourselves to you. We just thank you for the presence of the Lord. We thank you. Um, <laughs> that was funny. Uh, we just thank you for your lights. We thank you for your glory. Just manifest. We just, right now, we just honour you, Holy Spirit. We just honour you, Lord. Every time we've been touched on this earth and every time we've had a dream, every time we've had a quickening, it came through you, Holy Spirit. So we acknowledge you. We love you. We thank you. And we just thank you for, for grace we just thank you for the, your cloud of glory in Jesus' name, amen. Okay, so um, we're talking about the mechanics of the miraculous and we're just, we're gonna, it's important because I like saying uh, uh, substantial things, but you've always got to ground it in the word and when you can see it um, and read it, it actually reinforces it. That's what we're so big on the word. And so if we could just start with Proverbs 4, 7, and you'll see where we're going after the second scripture. It says, wisdom is the principal thing, Therefore, get wisdom, and in all of your getting, get understanding. So it is the principal thing. And so what we're going to do is we, I want to go right into the, 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 the supernatural realms of wisdom and what that actually looks like, okay? And so here's a very, very cool scripture that we're going to tie into uh, wisdom now, and it's in Daniel chapter 12. Um, and so it says, those who are wise shall shine, <clears throat> like the brightness of the firmament and those who turn many to righteousness like the stars forever and ever. And so sometimes we would just uh, uh, attribute that to post-resurrection, but I think there's a lot more to this than meets the eye. So those who are wise shall shine like the, like the brightness of the firmament. And we're gonna get into that today. Who, who, you know, in regards to shining, you know, I'm not talking about ladies sometimes when it's been a really hot day, you come home and well, you're ready to go out and you apply too much moisturiser, okay? Sometimes you go, ooh, shining ones. No, we're not talking about that. When the, 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 the skin cells have fully absorbed every bit of moisturiser and yet there still seems to be a layer on the surface. That's not, we're not talking about that sort of shining. And, um, oh, I can see my reflection. Um, <clears throat> I remember, I remember um, one of the, you know, very, very good conference yesterday and there was a, an element that people sort of like, it was about f uh, faithfulness and patience. And we really like, we really do like the instant breakthrough in microwave drive-through sort of manifestation. And you know what, so much of life, especially in the, in the realm of the spirit, is turning up. It's the amount of people that, 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 that you just, just gotta keep turning up. And sometimes God will bring you a harvest that, um, you just will blow your mind. You know, like there's a, in, in um, early next year, we're gonna bring over Javier from Argentina and you'll hear his story. Um, that'll be amazing. Um, you'll stay with us for a while. Absolute man of God, miracle worker. And God just, I just turned up. I can't take any credit, you know. 
laid hands on him. I was more interested in lunch and um, I just like physically like, like, like this and he got baptised in the spirit and, and we're talking like he's, a, he's an apostle to that nation. Quite amazing. Well, <clears throat> I remember one time that, that, that when I came to Christ, when I was in my late teens, a lot of, lot of people I went to school were really mocking me and uh, you know, I was really like, I was pretty wired. I must have, I would have been a pain to be around. An anointed pain, but still a pain, you know. So the mark of the beast, you know, forehead and right hand, like this. And sort of like, you know, that's not really a social conversation to a bunch of people going to hell. Anyway, so, so I remember like a guy called David I went to school with, he took note of that. And he noticed I was standing strong. I was at Bible college. And anyway, he, he, he uh, rang me up. A few months later, so I would have been maybe 19, and he goes, "I think what you like Bible. I think what you're doing is great, like this." I'm like, I'm thinking, "Oh gosh, he's going to sell me Amway or something." So, and uh, <laughs> and then he goes, um, "Hey, can we catch up?" And I go, "When?" And he goes, "What about now?" <coughs> this is on the phone. This is this is you know. Remember, remember with phones to hang up. You didn't do this. You did this. I did this. It was like I hung the phone up like that and it was like 10 seconds later here. He had driven from Highbury to Tranmere. It was like, uh, um, and pretty much he just walked in and just said, how can I get saved? <laughs> I'm just like, <laughs> sort of like, you don't want to overthink that one. And so I led him to the Lord and he received Christ. It was powerful. What happened is that he was working at retail in, in the city and I spoke to him uh, uh, later that week. Um, and after he, he, he received Christ, he went to, he went to do his shift at, at, at David Jones, actually. And, um, and people come up to him, so you're going to tell us about it? And they're like, tell us to tell you about what? What did you get up to on the weekend? I'm like, oh, nothing. Why? Come on, what? what, what? He goes, you look, you look like you're in love. You look like, like, like the heat. He was shining. He was shining. We're called to shine. We're we're we're, we're called to be a city on a hill. We're called to shine. And so he literally, like, that's what what took place in in his life. And what I want to do is I want to make the connection between the miraculous, wisdom, and and what it is to shine. Because if we can break down into the mechanics, so, so if we can identify and articulate phenomena, we can bring it into focus. If we can bring it into focus, we can bring it into manifestation. And so... This has been a a topic for a number of weeks for myself and we are talking about wisdom. Those who are wise shall shine uh, like the the brightness of the firmament and those who lead many to righteousness like the stars forever and ever. Uh, You know, he who wins souls is wise. If you, a lot of people go, oh, I'm not really good at it. I tell you what, massive reward for soul winners. If you really have a, a hunger and a desire for souls. I look at some of these soul winners out there Lots of street ministry breaking out all across Australia and Europe and other places. And they go, you, I, go they, they, I believe they, they're, they're reaping other people's rewards. They don't, they're just like, oh, I'm really busy. You, you, we all need an anointing to know when it is to actually lead someone to Christ, you know? And so those who are wise shall shine and, those, and you know, he who wins souls is wise. So I want to get into the mechanics of it. And it's not, I think we can analyse the Bible quite, we're talking, the Word of God is, it's, it's, it's actually profitable, profitable to study the Word of God for reproof, correction and instruction to equip the man of God in righteousness. And so one of these scriptures I find fascinating because 
You cannot do a spiritual autopsy. You have to map the inner world. You can do a physical autopsy when someone's passed away and analyze their, 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 their brain and their organs and their, all that sort of stuff and they can find out the cause of, of death. But, you, but, but with the realm of the spirit or the inner world, um, you know, you actually have to map it. So let's go Hebrews 4.12. I quote it all the time, but I want you to see it with your eyes. <clears throat> For the word of God is living, so it's alive. And it's powerful and it's sharper than any two-edged sword. I mean, not sharp as sharper, okay? It pierces even to the division of soul and spirit. So that's suke and pneuma. So this has actually been a very, very precise statement, what I find interesting. And of joints and marrow, and is a discerner of thoughts and intents of the hearts. I find it really interesting that it's not happenstance. When I went to Bible college, we'll keep that up there. You've got dichotomists, you've got physical body and just the internal world. Soul, spirit's really the same. Then you've got trichotomists, and then you have, uh, uh, so, you know, a body, soul, spirit. But I think it goes deeper than that because there's very specific words used here. We have soul, which is suke, spirit, which is pneuma, breath, wind, and then we have cardia. We have to, what, what, what is the role of cardia? Because it actually says in Samuel, when God speaking to uh, Samuel the prophet to choose the king, he said, I don't see man as men see men. Men look at the outward appearance, I look at the heart. And so we need to know the role of the cardia and it has a unique role. Now, we need all those, there's no part of your inner world that's superfluous or unnecessary. You need all parts. Now, we do the internship. There's a lot of modalities of ministry. And um, I, I, I love the things of the spirit. I love the things of the supernatural, okay? And there's a very, it's a very significant part. It says a spirit of, the, of man is a candle of the Lord. Generally speaking, God speaks to our spirit. But there's a problem is that if you just are just focusing on the spirit, if that's all you're focusing on, you're gonna have a problem, especially if you want to maintain relationships. So I, oh, 2019, I'm in New Zealand. Um, I have life-changing encounter. Um, I, 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 I was with the father for about four hours driving a car with Peggy and Lawrence from Auckland down to Wanganui, um, <clears throat> the whole pretty much length of the North Island. I'm just buzzing out and then it just went from glory to glory to glory. I'm experiencing the Lord, I come back and then I'm just telling Rachel everything that's going on, just so much like this. And she's like, yeah, but we're pretty busy. <laughs> like, like we, we, and we are, we, we're sort of like, uh, uh, um, we, we, you know, we, we, we probably, I would say we work an eight day week and we rest on the ninth day, something like that, yeah. So I'm sitting down and I'd been away for a while and, and when, uh, men, if you travel, make sure you, you, there's a science to travel. You, you actually got to make sure that you leave well, you come back well, and you reconnect well. You re really have to, otherwise it's just not business as usual. What happens is that I, when I'm really, really dialed in, people start talking, I just start seeing pictures in the air around them. I'll like, uh, and, and then I'll just, I'll just tell someone one of the pictures I see and they're like, I, I did that this morning, you know, I did that yesterday, you know, I know we did last summer. And, um, and so, so that sort of stuff happens and that's great, but my wife didn't marry my spirit. You need to know that. Do you, Rachel's spirit, take Todd's spirit to be at a Dandeval conference from this time and forevermore? Like, it, it's, just, it's just not real. And what happened, is we, we chat, and so I'm sort of like, 
you know, sort of like this, or sort of like seeing someone say, hi, how you going? Oh, I can see pictures around you. Oh, is that a, is that a seraphim? Hi, Jesus. Hi. Like, 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 that's great for you. And the Rachel goes, she goes, I just don't feel connected to you at the moment. Right, like this. And so my spirit, <laughs> this is like inside thoughts now. So she goes, she goes I, don't feel, I don't feel connected to you. you know, I didn't marry a spirit, I made you, I married Todd. Right? And then it's sort of like, and as she's telling me, I said, to, <laughs> I said, because I was, I, was, I was going in and out of dimensions. I go, I don't know how to say this, but I'm in the future right now. <laughs> <laughs> we went on a date day to reconnect. I'm like, I'm in the future. <laughs> I literally, I was. I saw buildings are going to stay, and be, I, saw, I saw crazy like this. And, and then when we, we one time, I remember we were at the Dan Duval concert, uh, concert, concert, yeah, there we go. There we go, Conf- conference. <laughs> anyway, and we did like call people spirit forward, all this sort of cool stuff. And I'm sort of like, like this. And then, so, so you got that times by six because it was Daryl and Blinda, me and Rachel, uh, Dan and, and, and Christian. We go out for lunch. So all of our spirits are like, like this. And like, I remember sort of like, Strawberry fields forever. And it was like, and we, go, we just go down to lunch down here and we're sitting down. No one's holding conversation. We're all just like, whoa, like this. The poor waiter comes up. Hi, uh, here's the menu. Would you like any table, anything to drink? Yeah, not yet. No, just come back in a minute. And like, he did that four times. Like, you can't maintain a relationship, but you need your spirit. Okay? People who are dialed in all the time, good for them, but they're not that easy to hang out with. Because it's like, and you don't, you know, when you're getting married, you want a man with a strong spirit, but you don't marry someone's spirit. You, you, you engage with all the beautiful things of the revelation and all that, all of the, you know, all of that sort of stuff. And so we need that, but we, we need our soul to actually have relationships. You need your soul to have relationships, to have, to feel what other people are feeling, to be able to express it in a tangible way to other people. And we, we, our soul is a gift that allows us to enjoy life. Emotions intensify pleasure and joy. We need our soul. So some people, they just say, it's all about the spirit. And then they start hating their soul. You can't. You actually can't. You actually have to. There is, there is a, I like the, the, the King James um, translation in this in Psalms. It talks about, is that the children of Israel, they just wanted what they wanted from God. And God gave them their request but he sent leanness into their souls. And when you see people who are always offended and always this, leanness of soul. God wants our souls to be, uh, 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 that, that part of our world to be rich and developed. And you wanna be around those people. So we need our spirit and we need our soul as well. But here specifically, I, I, I wanna focus on, on, the, on the cardia and what its role is. Um, and, and, and so let's just read Second Chronicles 16.9. We'll read the first part of it. I didn't get them to chop the last bit off, but it says, For the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth to show himself strong on behalf of those whose heart is loyal to him. We can, fin- we can take that down now. So God is actually looking for people's hearts across the earth. God looks, when he looks at an individual, he looks at the heart. When he looks at a congregation, he looks at the hearts in the congregation. It's really fascinating because we would just go, oh, it's just another way. It's just like, it's a synonym. It's a synonym. It's the same word for soul. And I don't believe it is 
because Jesus gave us this very, very special treatment. And we need to know the mechanics of the miraculous because is it, so this church has a lot of people who see, a lot of seers, and that's a wow, one of the most awesome graces there is because uh, we're called to see the invisible. We're called to see the invisible. But we can see a lot of things, and especially when it pertains to us, they don't manifest in our life. Who wants to see the eternal, invisible, immortal realm we sung about this morning manifest in the here and now? That's, and you can see that, but that's just one step, okay? So I wanna bring, again, I want your eyes to see this as we read it. We're gonna do Mark 11. This is probably my life scripture. Uh, Mark 11, uh, 22, oh no, we started at 21, yes. And Peter, remembering, said to him, Rabbi, look, the fig tree which you cursed has withered away. So Jesus answered and said to him, have faith in God. For surely I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea and does not doubt in his cardia. Okay, so it's not 99% believing and oh, a little bit sort of, you know, we've got this mansion and every room believes except for maybe the pantry under the cellar. It is, it is not doubt. So doubt's not unbelief. Doubt is wavering, okay? It's not unbelief, very, very, there's a difference. Uh, uh, and does not doubt in his cardia, but believes those things he says will be done, he will have whatever he says. Therefore, with this in mind, and he, Jesus has just spoken, and, and Jesus has connected faith, speaking, and the cardia. That's the connection. Therefore, we're gonna get down even to more specifics. I'll say to you, whatever things you ask for when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. You must believe them. You must believe you've received them when you pray. Not I'm gonna, I pray and it'll happen down the track. When you pray, at the time you pray, you must believe you've received them. Whenever you stand praying, if you have anything against anyone, forgive him that your Father in heaven may also forgive your, you your trespasses. So, the crucial role of the cardia. So our spirit, our uh, our pneuma is, I believe is made from the same substance as God. Our spirit is joined to him. Those are joined to the Lord are one spirit with him. And our spirit is seated in heavenly places. Your spirit is trans-dimensional. Your spirit is joined to the Lord. You're one spirit with him. I mean, bang, it's that mind-blowing. It's so easy to see, so you can hear something, but it's God blesses those who look into it, who lean into it. Your spirit is seated with Jesus. That's amazing, that's amazing. But it's how and what we manifest from that place to here. And I believe everything manifests through the bandwidth of our faith and the bandwidth of our heart, which is... You, I don't want to. Uh, uh, um, I don't want to have this many this many encounters, and I celebrate encounters, and we need encounters, and this much manifestation. I actually want. Uh, 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 I've had a, I've had a season where it was the other way around, where where, where I took that much manifestation, uh, that much encounter, and this much manifestation, and and, the, and I'm like, this is crazy. I'm seeing things, Lord, I haven't prayed about, and He said. Out of Deuteronomy, these blessings will overtake you. I'm like, wow, who wants to see that? Seriously, it's the heart. It's the heart. 
So remember, we don't want to, it's not rubbing Peter to pay Paul. Um, it, <laughs> it, it, it isn't, it's actually add and add and add to your faith and diligence and virtue and brotherly kindness and, and so forth. So, so, so desire to see, desire to connect, desire to have encounters, but also we have to be mindful of our heart. And I think that's the bottleneck, to be honest. So we're gonna get into the how and we're gonna talk about the invisible, the invisible realm. So let's, uh, let's talk about 1 John 1.5. It says, this is the message which we have heard from him and declare to you that God is light and in him is no darkness at all. So God is light, okay? Now, it, later on, we'll go into the scripture. You got day one, end of day one, God said, let there be light. But then it wasn't until end of day four that he created the stars and the firmament, etc., to give light. And you're going, hey, whoa, 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 we got the, bit, what's wrong with the narrative? You got, you've got creative light, God is light, day one. But then you've got the universe, day four. There's a difference. So God is light. God isn't the S-U-N, even though it does say the son of righteousness with healing in his wings, it does say that. He's not the sun like we would see, like, you know, uh, um, uh, up in the sky. But God is light. And, and, and that light, generally speaking, is in the invisible dimension. But when it starts to hit critical mass, it says those who are wise shall shine. That's the light you shine. That's the light you shine. Because I've been leaning into this as I'm worshiping. Now, usually I'm quite good. I'm, 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 I have the role of designated driver. Right, when I'm up here, I've got to sort of like, but over this morning, I'm like, eh, whatever you want to do. Because I was just sort of like going, you know, and that's not necessarily make a great worship leader or a transition guy or whatever. But I'm just like, I was just like, I'm just bathing. I can feel the light of God in this place. You know, the last few days, the presence of God's been really strong in our house. And after you, Rach, when you went and put your face on, um, and, and, and we were just chatting in the front room and, and, then, and all of a sudden I'm going, because we, we had French toast. Now we've got a very, very strong uh, um, exhaust fan over the, um, over the oven, over the cooktop. And it's like, I'm going, wow, I can feel the presence of God in here. Everyone left. And I'm looking going, did we not put the fan on properly? Because the whole room was just like, there was like, it was, you know, it felt like the glory was in there. But not just the glory, just the light of God. Because we need to understand these things if we're going to shine, if we're going to engage wisdom and shine, okay? God is light. Okay, so let's go First John 4, 8. It says, he who does not love God, uh, he who does not love does not know God, for God is love. God is love. Yes, he loves, but God is love. That is hectic. That is hectic. One of the best ways, and I've had a number of encounters, but one of the best ways I could describe it is when you feel the love of God reach out to you and then you feel your lack of worthiness and as you shrink back, the love of God reaches out stronger. Like you go, you're like, who are you? You know, and he, he, he's, he's, he's transcendent. He's not sort of like, God doesn't sulk. You let me down, so I'm gonna withdraw my affection. It doesn't work that way. I've had times he's reached out to me and I'm sort of like, I'm going, you know, because you've had a bad day. And and the love of God just comes in and I'm going, 
but I've had a bad day. <laughs> and anyway, and as I'm sort of like rationalizing it, the love gets stronger. He could, it, that's a good way to die. Let the love of God kill me. That's a good way, sort of like, you know, the open coffin. Seriously, serious. <laughs> Death through love. Okay, so, so we've got, we've got, the gang are back. All right, so we've got, we've got. <laughs> I am, I am, I am, I am. So God is light. God is love. <laughs> and then we're going to combine them. <laughs> John ch- uh, chapter one, verses one to five. Okay, this is cool. In the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him and without him, nothing was made that was made. Then it says this, in him was life and the life was the light of men. And the light shines in the darkness and the darkness does not comprehend it. You know, keep that up there, church and state. There's a lot of stuff happening in the world and it's been planned. It's been planned. This is an organic rollout. No, it's been planned. It's happening. So the point is this, it's one thing to bellyache about it, but here's the deal. If it's coming out of darkness, what are we called to do? Shine light. And it says here that the darkness didn't comprehend it. The light of God is so superior to the darkness. Darkness only functions in the absence of light. But that's not, we're not here, this is not a spiritual warfare conference. It says in him was life and the life was the, uh, and the life was the light of men. So we start to see that life, love and light are all connected. We need to know this in order to shine. Those who are wise shall shine. And so when we break down the mechanics of it, it actually says in Galatians, and I haven't put this one up, so don't worry about it. Galatians 5, 6, it says, the only thing that counts is faith energised by love. Energised, where we get energy from. You wanna know how faith works? It works by love. God is love. God is light, all right? Uh, paraphrasing, God is life. Well, Jesus says, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. The Zoe supernatural life. So in order to show, we need to know the role of this within the human heart. Because I believe the human heart is the bandwidth. Jesus says, you must believe in your heart, not doubt. Rather than search for all these other solutions and antidotes per se, you go, wow, that is so confronting. I must believe in my heart, not doubt. And you go, that's incredible. You go back two chapters, it says to him who believes all things are possible. It's about believing in our heart and not doubting. We need to know the role, but to get a little bit of a backstory, is we need to know that God is light. God is love and in, in, in Him was life and the life was the light of men. So we need to know how this actually works. Now, so the word uh, faith works by love, Galatians 5, 6, it actually is energio, where we get energy. And so you've got the, 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 the frequency of, of love, the vibration of love, the resonance, all, all those different things. But, but what I find interesting is this, is that to sh- we, we, this, I, I haven't looked at it for a long time, but I used to download all these books and it was called The Body Electric. 
and started to study how, how electricity, vibration, resonance and frequency, it's so much more pervasive in everything we do. If you have a look at this atom here, is you've got your nucleus, but the nucleus is, is less than 1% of the whole picture. You've got all these electrons going it's, it's like, it's, it's electricity. That's what makes you, that this is what you're, you're made of. And when you start to realise it going, most of this is hollow, hello. <laughs> when you realise that, you stop getting consumed with matter because it really is about connecting with God. God is spirit. He took on a human form. You start to look at this and, 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 and when Jesus walked through that wall, resurrected, that wall was, was, was like mist, like was hollow and he was more solid in his resurrected state. So when we go, God is light, God is light, uh, 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 um, love and, and God is life, and we start to look at the, 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 this, this, this light requires, like, like a, it's an electrical charge. It really is. I find this interesting, Revelation chapter, chapter four. So we were sung along a lot today about the throne room. Immediately I was in the spirit and behold, a throne set in heaven and one who sat on the throne. And he who sat there was like a jasper and a sardius stone in appearance. And there was a rainbow around the throne in appearance like an emerald. <clears throat> Around the throne were 24 thrones and on the thrones I saw 24 elders sitting clothed in white robes and they all had crowns of gold on their heads. And from the throne proceeded lightnings. It's an electrical charge. Okay, thunderings and voices. Seven lamps of fire were burning before the throne which are the seven spirits of God. So, there's a lot more going on in the invisible world than we understand and there's a, lot, there's a lot more connected to invisible principles, whether it's electrical charge, magnetism, etc. I, I, when I, I misplaced my iPad and the devil stole it the other day, um, and so I've got my, my notes are backed up, right? And, um, but I did lose a lot of screenshots. And anyway, um, basically, is I saved a lot of things about a guy called Nikola Tesla. Nikola Tesla, I believe his, his father was a priest. He was from a Serbian background. And what I found fascinating is that as a kid, he had constant interaction with the realm of the spirit, constant visions to the point where they pretty much, it was the source of his inspiration. I don't know at the time of his death, how many patents he held, but we, he, he's pretty much a figure in history that's almost been erased. It's all about Thomas Edison, it's all about Marconi, all that sort of stuff, but we don't hear much about Tesla. It's had to be, people had to go into, you know, do Indiana Jones on, online and pull all the stuff out. But pretty much, it's against the narrative. He said, pretty much, Tesla was convinced that everything was about vibration, frequency, resonance. Everything, everything. And you have a look at that, that is the, the, the core constituents of, of, of all matter. And you start to, says God is light, God is love, God is, is life. So I'm gonna quote, I'm gonna read the quote that I read out last week, is the heart is the most powerful source of electromagnetic energy in the, in the physical body. The heart is the most powerful source of electromagnetic energy, producing the largest rhythmic electromagnetic field of any of the body's organs, the heart's electrical field is about 60 times greater in amplitude 
than the electrical uh, activity generated by the brain. And so you start to see your heart really is, we're not talking about the physical organ per se, even though there's a connection there obviously, is that we were talking about how there's such an emphasis on the mind in the Western world, but hearts, are gonna, hearts have been failing. You know, courage is not a mental thing. It's a heart issue. It is that people get discouraged, okay? And it's so much, and when we're talking about shining, we're not talking about necessarily an intellectual genius. We're talking about coming from the, from the heart. Those who are wise shall shine. When you start to realise that, it's quite profound. Yes, we need to meditate and focus and be transformed by the renewing of our mind. But our heart is, well, I, I believe whatever is in the heart, we pull from the invisible world. See, if you're full of fear, you're pulling it from an invisible place. I mean, you wanna get rid of that before it manifests something. As we know, Job said, he says, what I fear has come upon me. Your heart is, like, is, a, is, a magnetic, is, is magnetic and it pulls from another dimension. So your spirit is sitting in heavenly places with Jesus. And, and what happens is that we're like, yeah, I've seen, I had an encounter, I had a dream, amazing. But if the heart's full of fear, the heart's full of dread, the heart's full of you know, sloth and slumber, what happens, that's the bottleneck because Jesus says you must believe in your cardia, your heart and not doubt. When you start to realise that it's the heart that manifests things, it's mind blowing. So we're just going to just quickly cover this. We're gonna do Genesis, uh, no, no, I'm not, you know what, we won't do that one because I actually just quoted that before. I'm, I'm just gonna, we're going to go to the next bit. Um, Jesus was very, very clear. He said, whatever we, what we, whatever we pray, we must believe we have received it once we pray. So Houston, we have a problem. We are so geared towards seeing, right? Well, but I can't see it. I mean, we, we, you, you can program the human heart. You can program the mind. We, 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 we're called to wash our brains, be brainwashed. We really are. But we're meant to believe we've received what we've asked for. And yes, in, in, in Hebrews it says, the thoughts and intents of the heart. The heart thinks and the heart has intent. You know, especially running a church and other things, boy, boy, do you need discerning of spirits. You do. Because what happens is that people say stuff and my experience is there's not a lot of people with a strong connection with their heart in their, their mouth. And you hear people speak and you're like, oh. Uh-huh. And, and, and then something gets quickened to you and you're going, why did that get quickened and not the previous 10 sentences? Because we put up barriers because of pain, because of fear, because of un all sorts of things. And the Lord says the connection between the mouth and the heart has to be 100%. Because we're made in the image of God. He is spirit you're, and he speaks everything into being. He's a speaking spirit. You're made in his image. But when we, the heart gets broken, it says Jesus can be healed the brokenhearted. What, what takes place, and we were sharing last week, so many people in allowing God to touch their heart, <coughs> stage four cancer healed, gangrene reversed, blind eyes opening, well, like really profound things. So your heart is a gravitational force. It will pull all the pain, all the demons from the wrong place and just as a man or woman thinks in the heart, so they are. 
But we need to realise that all the good things that are, or we already have in Christ, that's why we can believe we've received it. But we have to understand what it looks like to train our heart. Whenever you read the Word, if you could come from those shocking backgrounds, but you now have Christ in you, the hope of glory. You are called to program yourself. That's what it is. You go, will a 10 minute devotion every day program 30 years, of, reprogram 30 years of pain? Probably not. You know, we, we kid ourselves. We, we, we trade on the bare minimum. <laughs> we do. No, I'm not getting the results. It's like, it's like, it's like me doing this many push-ups and going, how come still skinny? It's not real. It's not real. But when you, like Joshua, this, the, you, the book of the law should not, you continually think about it and talk about it, then you tell the universe, you, you know, universe, pause, time out. Okay, let's go get him. All right, you can start again. It was, it's profound, but it's the human heart. This is what's incredible. And so we need to know the phenomena of the human heart. And so now, so our heart has thoughts and intents, but this is where it gets crazy, is your heart has, it's the seat of your feelings. Did you know that the fruit of the Spirit, the first three manifestations are predominantly feelings based? Oh no, brother, agape love is action. Shut up, okay? They're sort of like, you can, so you can put out the chairs and be hating everyone while you're doing it. It's connected no, no, no. Love, joy, peace. There's a level of affection. God, for God so loved the world, under obligation, He sent His Son. No, there's, a, there's feeling. And we're not good at that. We're not good at that. So we throw the baby out with the bathwater. It's faith, not feelings, brother. No, feelings are powerful. If you have a knot in your stomach for decades of a sense of unease or dread or anxiety, that will work its way through your cellular system. We have to pay more attention. We cannot use cognitive cerebral disassociation and call it the walk of faith. We have to engage what's going on in here. If you dam up the wall, it'll flow around somehow and it'll come out in a weird way. God's given us all these gifts and it's healthy. And there's a time to, there is a time to, there is a occasional time to bear up under pressure and sort of, you know, endure whatever you are, but you can't live like that. This is why we have so many psychiatric issues. Because people try to just sort of like stuff it deep down and sort of like, and all of them, one day it just explodes around the, the tea table. Or, uh, you know, it, 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 just people crack. I used to think, my, through my observation, I used to think, you know, as we get older, you age gracefully and people just sort of like, yeah, no worries. And what happens is that whatever's hectic and weird in your life compounds with age. It's called iniquity. It has to be dealt with. Can't just sort of like, mm, you know, click your heels together three times and say there's no place like home. You have to deal with this stuff. And you have to be, you, you, but we're talking about the human heart. Your heart is mostly connected to feelings. And within the right context, God gives you feelings. It's okay. We're just so, it's so funny. We just, how we interpret the walk of the Spirit and I'm not saying that, that, that every feeling that comes through your heart is sort of like you're gonna act on, obviously not. I'm not saying that, but we can program that inner world. So, so this is what I believe. We've got to engage God on the heart level, not just cognitively, but with our feelings. 
We have to, this is the, I'm just telling you right now. Now, don't judge, weigh and assess what I'm gonna say in this first bit until I finish the next bit, okay? Because then you get people go sort of like, and then sort of like, and then the good stuff comes and like, I can't hear you. So when I had my first major breakthrough years and years and years ago, I just said, I must believe I've received it. And then I go, how would I, how would I be if I actually got that prayer? How would I, I'd be, I'd be ecstatic. I'd be joyful. I wasn't like just confess, 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 confess. You know, name it, claim it, blab it, grab it, confess it, possess it. I engaged my heart. I engaged my heart. I'm just like, God, you're so good. And I actually started to actually get excited that God had answered my prayer. Something started to happen in here because I have to believe in that place. Now, before you think this is about being the little red fire engine, I think I can, I think I can. I'm not saying that. What starts to take place is we start to engage the invisible realm of what already is. We start to tap into, you know, okay. I can guarantee this statement. If we'll be blown away about how excited God, heaven is about us and our life, we'd be shocked. We'd be shocked because we, we, we bring ourselves down to just that, that, that carnal, mortal type of, it's, it's, you'd be shocked. I have felt the love of God around my prayer life and that heaven's like, hope deferred makes the heart sick, but desire fulfilled as a tree of life, you know? And, and he dances over us in the book of Zephaniah. And you start, to, you start to set your heart on the joy of the Lord over your answered prayer. This is real. But we, we, we are, we, we, you can have your heart expanded in the spirit. Your, your, your heart can be expanded to the point it's bigger than a nation. It's bigger than a nation. When you're selfish, when you're self-serving, small heart. Full of fear, small heart. But when you're sort of like, and you start to, you start to connect with the factors that are like, I, I, this is my conviction, I believe God is completely excited about my answers to prayer. I believe it. You don't have to, I do. I, I believe, I feel the love, I feel the joy, I feel the ecstasy, I like this. And I start to actually act like he's answered my prayer. I actually start to engage this inner world. Not sort of like, yes, yes, confess and then meditate on pain. What if it doesn't happen? That's not how the heart speaks. If you, how the heart thinks, if it believes. And this is so key because the heart is predominantly to do with feelings but it has to be greater than the little red fire engine. We actually have to lay a hold of the inner world of God's feelings towards us and what that looks like. You know, let's just look at a quick, quick survey of, 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 of scripture. It says, if he who did not spare his one and only son, but delivered him up for us all, how should he not through him freely give us all things? It says in Corinthians, it says, no matter how many promises God has made, they are yes and amen. In Christ and through him we uh, yes and, and, and through, through him we say amen to the glory of God and what we do is we try and find a cave here because uh, you know what's really hard is to find something manifest in your life that's never manifested before we have to actually engage a different process we have to engage you know Joshua this is this is the place of freedom I speak from Moses, before he died he prophesied that Israel would have a king and he prophesied they'd go into idolatry he, he actually did then when they renewed the covenant in the book of Deuteronomy, 
uh, you know, God, Moses said the warnings and then he said, uh, and then the Lord said to Joshua, okay, Joshua, it's on you, bro. Be of good, you know, of courage, etc." And Joshua knew what Moses said. He was leading all these people into the promised land to possess it. But Joshua knew. And that's why he said, as for me and my house, we'll serve the Lord. No one can make anyone do anything. But we start to engage the level of the heart. Uh, uh, not me. I'm not telling you you have to engage people with your heart. I'm not saying that. We're actually called to trust God, not people. We're called to love people. Can you see the difference? I trusted someone that let me down. Like this, right? That's not what we're called to do. We're called to love people. And if a bit of trust sort of starts to manifest, we'll bring it on. But you, you, you're doing it by, by treading water in the Pacific Ocean of the love of God. Someone lets you down and doesn't fulfill their word. You're not gonna turn it back into a puddle overnight. And so, so we start to, we start to, we start to bask in the love of God. It actually says, I'll just show you, it says, um, Romans chapter five, verse five. Now hope does not disappoint because the love of God has been poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit who was given to us. It doesn't say he will, it says he has. It actually says the, the, the love of God has already been pulled out but poured out, love has been pulled out. There's no more left, no, poured out. But unfortunately what happens is for some of us, we've built a little castle, a little citadel and the love of God surrounds the castle like a moat. It's true. And, 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 and so we, like never before, we actually have to engage on the realm of the heart, the love of God of how he feels about us, not about that, how it's prophetic destiny or scroll, answers to prayer, the blessing on your kids. I mean, think about the, the feelings of God around that. And we go, what if something happened? What if, you know, oh, one day I wasn't watching, you know, I wasn't in full helicopter mode and something goes wrong. You know, like you can't think like that. You have to engage the feelings, the heart feelings of God about how he feels about you. And in relationship to whatever you pray, you must believe you have received it. We can cultivate the fact that God's already said yes and amen in Christ. You either believe it or you don't. You could say yes, 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 that, that, that checks out with scripture very, very, very good. But then we've, there's such a divorce between this, this is the thing that shines. This is that those who are wise shall shine. And you've got people believing for things but their hearts are broken. And this is what we're called to do. Every time you worship God is light. You've got invisible light, creative light, invading people's inner worlds, okay? You've got every time you get in His presence, every time you pray, every time you worship, every time you express gratitude, every time you express joy. See, it's, we've seen that it, uh, eternal, invisible, or immortal and invisible, whatever the order was, right? And this is what's amazing for me is that I have seen things in the seer realm that have come to pass, brilliant. But this is the feeling realm, it's the Noah realm. It's the Noah realm. I don't have any physical evidence to back up that I've actually received it. Brilliant, it's called faith. Brilliant. Without it, it's impossible. And so you know what, rather than believe it, we, 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 without faith it is impossible to please God and to him who believes all things are possible. Right, you go, do you know what? You tap into the love of God. You start to exercise, you, you start to practice the presence of God, the love of God in your inner world, that, that place of effect. So set your effect on things above, Colossians 3. Everything changes. We're talking about 
talking about the, the, the conference yesterday, leaders of churches in fear of what's taking place in case you, you, that's, you can't be afraid of what's going on. You've got to. You've got to go in the love of God and shine the light of God on everything. And you know, the, the love of God, this is the cool thing. You enjoy the journey. I didn't always know this. It's sort of like, how are you going? I'm believing for something, you know. And, 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 and you know, like seriously, like, like even as recently, the, the whole Munter thing, I'm sort of like, you know, the white horse and the, the, the bell and the black, you know, and then enemy works, you know, you're waking up and works and goes, man, the Lord's really set you up. If you, if you blow that, you're going to look like an idiot. You go, I know, I know, I know. You know, it doesn't work out. Everyone just, you know, moves on and, and I'm just the twit, you know. And, and, but what happens is that if faith is energised by love, those who are wise shall shine. This has a lot more electromagnetic capability than this. Yes, we do have to renew the minds, but as a man or woman thinks in the heart, so they are. And we have to be okay what it is to be vulnerable with God. If we're not vulnerable with God, pfft, what are we vulnerable to? Demons? It's time where we actually said, Lord, I just, I, I, I'm believing your word. I believe you, Lord, but I want to believe it from here. And this is where you can actually start to cultivate that you're excited that he's answered your prayer. It's, this, this is really, this, this is a no pun intended, this is a heart to heart talk. Because too many people, it's like, like, like we just, we got, the love of God has been poured out of our hearts and we've got a citadel and, and the love of God is surrounding us by a moat, but it's not going into the, into the structure. You must believe in your heart and not doubt. I think this is an ongoing thing, something to be, to, 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 to develop because I tell you what, right now, it says, above all else, guard your heart for out of it flows the issues of life. I don't wanna talk about clever peripheral issues. Right now, God is dealing with that. Can you believe that a nation can be saved in a day? Can you believe like your, your, your whole family situation, if it's, it's at odds with the narrative of the kingdom, can you believe your whole family situation can turn around? It's gotta be in your heart. Can you believe that God can re renew your youth like the eagles? Do you believe that? If it's in your heart, you'll get it. And Jesus said, believe in your heart and do not doubt. This is really cool. But in the meantime, we get to engage in the inner world with the love of God. And hope does not disappoint because the love of God has been poured out in our hearts through the Holy Spirit has been given to us. This is really, really cool. But he's talking to us about the heart. And this is, this is, this is an uh, um, exhortation. It's an exhortation. Because we can't have our heart like this. And then believe God. All I'm saying is that you don't have to give it to me. You don't have to give it to anyone. You have to give it to the Lord. You watch him do stuff. And I'm free in this whole process because I tell you what right now, I am a hungry, hungry hippo. I do, I am, I am. I'm not like I'm in this church and state thing yesterday. I'm going, wow, this is, I really respect the courage of these people, the, what they're saying, they're like this. And it's like, yeah, yeah, but I love the prophetic over here. And I, I, you know, I want it all. I do. I don't want an either or situation. And I want constant stream of the miraculous answers to prayer, to give birth to the impossible, to actually laugh at it, going, nah, it's what you believe, it's not your circumstances. Smith Wigglesworth would start a meeting and say, I'm gonna bring you to a place where you can laugh at the impossible. Because we're walking in the realm of the Spirit, we're already in Christ, but we've gotta make sure that this inner world, inner world, and, and that's really, really easy. He says, you must believe you've received it. And we go, yes, cognitively, yes, amen. We're, <laughs> by his stripes, we're healed. Unless this is bought in, and this is mostly connected to feelings, and you can program your heart. Can someone say amen? Can someone whisper amen? Can someone think amen? Let's take communion. 
You can't do this in your own strength. You need, to be, you, you, you need the Holy Spirit to be your best friend. He's the one who shows you. I, 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 I get like this morning, I'm sort of bawling my eyes out off and on and I'm just getting so like, you, you start to feel on the love of God and your heart just opens up like a flower, it just does. You, go, I, I need, you, you might need ministry, you might, but you know what? You can get reintegrated in the love of God. You can, you gotta go after it. It's connected to resurrection power, connected to the miraculous. You know, everyone's had different experiences, but when the love of God starts to saturate you, you go, I don't need anything else. In fact, this is too much. And then in that backdrop, in that context, that's how faith works. Faith walks out the boat looking at Jesus, not looking at the water. Fear looks at the water, love looks at Jesus. And you know what? It's, I, I, I can, can you get too much of the love of God? I, I think we have too little. I think we have too little. And, 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 and I'll tell you what, who, who's up for a complete transformation in their heart through the love of God? I am, I am. Because that's how faith is energised by love. It's, it has an electrical component, it's quantum. But, but we need to actually engage Him by faith like He's actually true. Like we're already blessed. Like we're already complete. And in that backdrop from the heart, we can believe what we've received. It's very, very exciting. Lord, I thank You for Your broken body and shed blood. And I thank You right now for whatever reason You've chosen to put the spotlight on our inner world and the world of our heart. And I thank You, Lord, that it says that You will enlarge our hearts. And we just thank You now for the generous heart, the loving heart, the bountiful heart, the rich heart. I thank you that God loves a generous giver. Oh yeah, we're doing offering. Oh, that's, this is going to work. I thank you, Lord, that it says, it says, don't give under pressure or under compulsion, but as you decide in your heart. We just thank you, Lord, for the realm of the heart. We just thank you for the realm of the impossible comes through the realm of our hearts, not just thoughts and intents, but the effect. And Lord, we can engage your love and peace and joy through our heart. Bless us to our bodies. In Jesus' name, amen. reminded myself <clears throat> alright let's give from my heart <laughs> Lord bless all giving thank you for the ushers and the stewards we just thank you for a supernatural quickened harvest in Jesus name Amen I'm so excited. No, this is real. <clears throat> this is real. This is real. There you go. We have Calling All Creatives coming up. I believe that's 12th. It's in the 12th of Nov. And so, uh, yes, bring a plate. That's going to be here in the chapel going to the chapel and we're going to get creative 10am what else we have <laughs> what the heck 
Here we go. Remembrance Day. Don't forget. It's coming up. All right. What do we got here? That's a lot of information. All right. I'll give you 10 seconds. Six. Ecclesia. 1C in partnership or IC, whatever it is, with Canberra Declaration invites you to this. Okay, all right. So this is um, brilliant. Is there any else? No, we can leave that one up so you can keep reading it. All right, praise God. Can you believe that we're already in November? Is this crazy? Whatever you do, don't stress about Christmas preparations. All you men. I've learned to delegate. No, 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 I'm not a control freak. Just go for it. Trees, decorations, shopping. (laughs) Don't stress. All right, have a good day.